Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. You all come to this happy place. Welcome. Hi-ho, and welcome back to D Plus Us Weekly, the show where we talk about Disney Plus exclusive shows episode by episode, week by week. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tadon, Griffey D. Pad, and with me as always is the amazing, the fantastic, the marvelous, Mr. Mitch George. How are you doing tonight? Audio isn't recording on my side, so I'm trying to fix that, but that doesn't matter because we use yours anyway, so I'm good. Doing good, doing good. Yeah, we are back with more Secret Invasion episode three, Betrayal. Um, we are going to be talking about this in full, full spoilers, so if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it and come right on back. But before we jump in, let me hit y'all with the rigmarole. Of course, folks, we have so much happening here on the channel, particularly on our YouTube channel. Go and check out some of the fantastic stuff we have up right now. Our last episode, full episode, was on Elemental. Uh, we will be putting one up soon for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny when we can get around to recording it. Uh, we've also so when it hits Disney Plus in like four to six months. It is our next episode. We've promised it is our next episode. <laughs> uh, we're not spending four months in between episodes. <laughs> uh, also up right now is our full forty-minute-long video essay all about Disney's lawsuit against DeSantis. Um, it's not ours. That's all you. And having watched it now, I'm very, you know, lucky to be able to associate myself with the work that you put into that video. So kudos to you. Dude, I, I realize now I have to top myself with the next one. Nah, like... it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I did a lot on that one. Uh, but no, go check that out. It would mean the world to us if you would check that out, view it, give it a like. Let us know what you think about it in the comments below. Please keep it civil. Um, yeah. That's all I've got on the Rumor Girl side. Oh, also go follow us on uh, TikTok, where we will be putting up new TikToks regularly, D plus us, um, plus spelled out. And yeah, Secret Invasion, episode three, Betrayal. Mitch, normally I ask you what you think. I'm starting off, us off with this week. This episode was so good, up until the last like five minutes of this episode. See, I thought the last five minutes of this episode were the strongest of the episode because it sets up so much for the future. It sets up so much for the future. But god damn it, they keep fridging characters. You can't tell me that guy wasn't fridged. Again, I don't think so. I I'm still I'm convinced that that was a fake out. And that she reverted back to her scroll. F oh, also full spoilers at this point. If you haven't watched the episode, go watch the episode. Come back because we we jump right into it on these ones. Um, I do think that that was a fake out so that she could get away from uh, Gravik. It'll be interesting to see. I okay again. I I think we because we don't see. A body in the box that goes back to the U.S. I do still think that Maria Hill is acting as an agent in the shadows and doing stuff for Fury. Or we're going to get the debut of Daisy Johnson in the proper MCU and, and see Chloe Bennett show up as the actor who's been acting in the shadows for, for this sort of thing. I do expect to see Gaia again uh, in that she, you know, masked her own death by reverting back to her scroll form and making it seem like she was dead. I mean... 
Gravik made mistake number one of trying to take someone out is he didn't double tap. He didn't aim for the head. So I, I, I'm taking it at face value. I still think Hill's dead. I still think you're grasping the straws there. But I do think I, Hill, I, I do think I Hill think being so dead. Too. I think Hill's, Hill is permanent dead to bring in Daisy. Like, I am convinced that Daisy, even if it isn't Chloe Bennett, is coming in some regard. Um, if it's not Chloe Bennett, we're fucking rioting. 100%. But, I've been rewatching Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. in prep for it, and we need it. Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode coming soon. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that. I, seriously, I love that show so much. We do. We should really it's do that. So it's goofy fun. The problem about doing like an Agents of Shield episode though is that there's like seven seasons. <laughs> We'd have to show. do like ten minutes per season. Seasons like one through three, then seasons four through whatever. Um, yeah, two parter. But no, I yeah. think I really wish they'd stop killing people. Like, or frankly, have a little bit more stakes behind it killing because like this does still feel like fridging to me. Like even if she isn't. If, even if she's alive, great. That'll be a unique twist. But from the moment we're at right now with the information we have right now, this is a character that has, again, a female character has been killed to progress the story of male characters. And that is something I will never not have an issue with. Like, we are well past fridging characters. Why are we still falling prey to this very dumb plot device? Especially when you have a character like Gaia who has been more interesting. Um, yeah, and I think to to that point, the marketing that went into this show was, you know, it was heavily focused on Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn returning to their roles as these characters from, I mean, for Sam Jackson from the entirety of the MCU and Ben Mendelsohn returning to his character Talos from Captain Marvel and the cameo we got in Far From Home. Yes, nailed it. Um. But a lot of the marketing went into the fact that Colby Smulders and Amelia Clark were a part of the show. And Olivia Coleman still, I mean, we don't get much, if any of her in this. We yeah, get a little bit in this episode, bit. which was fun. The, the banter about the about the owl is fun. But like, oh, yeah, the little eye patch was, the, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> great little moment for her character. And I love it. But we we had this promise out the gate of what seemed to be from the marketing, you know, something that was a, a group effort, let's say. And it has definitely become the Fury and Taylor show. And while I'm curious to see where the story goes, I am still expecting that the ladies here are fridged for the purpose of plot that will be addressed down the line, or the, at least I'm holding out hope for that. Because otherwise, to your to your point, it does seem like a waste of these characters and these fantastic see, Even if it has cold. the plot point, I still think it's a waste. Even if it narratively makes sense at the end, it still it feels like a waste to me. Especially killing Maria Hill still still does not sit right with me. But like yeah. at least like Gaia, there's reasoning behind it. It's not just a end of the first episode, bang bang, you're dead. <laughs> like to set up the the. Grief you got a little theory. bit of. She got a little bit of plot before getting. Mm -hmm. There's a asked. reason for her getting killed, and I do appreciate that they went enough with that. But it does still feel a little off. Especially when we're going into Super Scrolls and we actually got to see extremists in action, which, man, you, if you had told me before this show that we would see extremists again in the MCU, I would have laughed at you. And it's used pretty effectively here. I, it's I, so I subtle, so perfect. I, I appreciate the use of these lesser seen abilities to essentially just mimic the powers of the Fantastic Four. Right, like you've got the the frost giants or whatever with like 
barrier creating abilities, I guess, with close like ice. You've got Groot abilities with stretchy. You've got Call Obsidian just being a beefy boy and, and extremist, which is fire powers. Like it is the Fantastic Four powers just framed within what already exists in the MCU, which I think is a smart decision to decouple it from the uh, complex backstory between the Skrulls and the Fantastic Four. And I do hope that the Fantastic Four film, when it does come out, does retcon them into the scroll continuity in some way within the MCU. But we'll see how that all Honestly, plays out. Honestly, it'd be fine if come. they didn't and they lay, lay, are laid heavy on the multiversal travel aspect of the Fantastic Four. Like, give us I something guess. we haven't seen with the Fantastic Four. At least yeah, that we I'm... haven't seen movie-wise. But no, um, I love that we're setting up that Gravik is the Super Scroll, right? Like... The Super well, Scrolls. And they're setting up that there's there's many Super Scrolls. Well, so like, Gravik's already got his abilities. Even but they're in gonna, even in comics, canon, right? There's many Super Scrolls, but there's one yeah. Super Scroll, right? Yeah. There is the original. There is the one who was referred to as the Super Scroll. Super Scroll. And yeah. I like that. That is Gravik. Um, he's got this great fucking line at the beginning of this when he's talking to the council about it that I actually have here. Um. The only way we can counter that and claim the planet as our own is become super ourselves. We change powers. We're going to become uniquely programmed weapons of mass destruction. All of us super scrolls. And like that is such a thing of that should be so, so cheesy. That should be some of the most ridiculous comics bullshit that Marvel puts out. And it's not. It is like legitimately threatening and intense and focused and... It's just props to that actor for just nailing that delivery. Yeah, he's been a phenomenal villain throughout the show. And it's going to be kind of crazy when we get the reveal either in the next episode or the penultimate episode that Fury and Var raised Gravik as their own son after his parents were killed. Because that's a hundred percent like the resemblance between the actor playing Gravik and Fury is undeniable. And you know that they're setting something up there. There is a a a more like there is a reason why this is personal for Fury, and it's because he's been as close to Gravik as he is over the years. And that realization is going to add volume to this conflict between the two characters. But I do still like, there's got to be more, like, and I mean, the reveal at the end of the episode, too. I don't know if you caught it, but the voice that Vara is talking to on the phone is, is it's, it's Rhodey. Rhodey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so, so like, clearly Rhodey. Rhodey. A scroll. How long has Rhodey been a scroll? Like, he is the mole inside the U.S. I, I'm not sure military. he's. I'm not sure he's a scroll still. I, he very much could be a third party in all this. Because that's nah, he's a scroll. Hundred percent, he's a scroll. I mean, okay, realistic. He he's probably going to be a scroll, but I can absolutely still see it being the U.S. government has to get involved because it's the U.S. fucking government. They can't not be involved in shit. Um, and someone's got to put. She's going to try to try to put a stop to it in his own way, the same way that MI6 is trying to put a stop to it in their in their own way. And Fury's still here being Fury. And it all comes to a head and fucks up because, of course, it does. I like, though, that they finally got a win this week. Yeah, I can't see a world in which Rhodey, like, the character of Rhodey is put as the lead of the Armor Wars project. I don't remember if it's still a Disney Plus show. I think it's a movie now. I think so, too, but they could have reversed that. I don't remember. Um, Either way, like, you can't have him as the lead of that coming off of this as the bad guy representing the u.s government you know what i mean so i do think that they're probably going to it's going to be 
not necessarily a cop out, but a way to still frame Rhodey as one of the good guys. Of he's been locked up in this basement of this complex in Russia for I don't know since the events of Civil War, since the events of Endgame. Like when was the switch made? Is going to be so interesting. And it is a movie. Still very very curious. It is a movie for sure. Um, okay. And yeah, it's a thing of it's like especially with like how scrolls default back to their scroll form when injured. It's going to have some questions, some major questions there, right? Of like, okay, what's really happening here? When does this all happen? If it's that, it's great, fantastic. I love it. But another thing with him that I really love for what's worth with Rhodey in this is that Rhodey is not getting, not putting the suit on. And it's, it's a very specific choice. And it's probably the best choice they could have made with that character. Is to not yeah. make him put on the suit and make him do this by himself. Make him do it as himself. Because he has so much more power as a politician than he does as the, as the war machine. Yeah. And I and think, I think we're going to see more that. of that explored in Armor Wars for sure. Of what pull he has outside of the suit and what inevitably pushes him into the suit. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Riri? Yes. Yes, it is. Mark my words. No, uh, it's going to be Justin Hammer. I think Hammer's going to be one of the main villains. But yeah, I think I think Riri is going to be the one to like inspire him to be like, Hey, fucking help me with this shit. Um, Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent on that front. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the conflict is. Like all of this, for what it's worth, all of this assumption on a TV show that hasn't come out yet. (laughs) So no, I'm talking about Ironheart. Um, Oh, okay. Like all of this, like both. Well, I'm talking about both. Like all of these assumptions are being built on shit. That's not out yet. (laughs) So, could be entirely different than we realized. I don't know. Maybe I'll repaint my Iron Man helmet. Um, not actually going to repaint it. That would be a pain in the ass. Uh, but yeah, talking about um, Gravik a little more, I do want to talk some more about the, like, the showing of the experiment Dribus powers, particularly just that cafe scene in general being one of the best performances in this show, period. Like everything with the painting... The painting in particular was like one of my favorite scenes of like this is how you can depict war between the generals and the soldiers. Uh, the generals have time for posing uh, pictures, for portraits, for portraits, and the soldiers and, are out winning wars and dying. Um, yeah. And his whole line about how he'd rather have his story written in blood was just so so good. It was such a fantastic scene. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. I mean, looking at this series as a whole, this is some of the best writing and some of the best acting we've had in the mcu in in some time and i i I love this darker gritty more like down to earth story it isn't you know the end of the world everything's exploding in a colorful you know in colorful blood and yellow aliens and it's all set to beastie boy sabotage or some something right like there's there's weight to the decisions being made there's weight to the actions I'll have you and know I'm, everything the, should be every set. conversation. Everything should be set to Beastie Boys sabotage. We've gotten too much Beastie Boys this year. I feel like we've been spoiled to Beastie Boys. Fair enough. Um, let's see. We hit that stuff with that stuff, but yeah, like all the performances there. The use of scrolls in that scene was fantastic. Um, I also yeah. love where I put Talos. Uh, Talos is on a warpath to for his daughter, and obviously we're gonna see more of that down the line. Especially when it comes back we, with Fury. Uh, oh no! Like when we get the scene with the ad, like the general, like that is that was something for me. Of like, he brings up his daughter and he immediately kills him and has, and has this like oh shit moment and has to find out this dude's passcode before 
the UN assembly is, or M I don't know what it was, but like until this plane gets shot out of the sky, it starts World War Three. Mm -hmm. Like knowing there were scrolls on the sub that were even once it was aborted trying to get the the strike hat like oh my god dude i the thought for layers, sure they were still gonna pull the it off layers, griffin it's i was so legit good. thinking like oh great they canceled it he's still gonna fire like mm -hmm. thank god that they didn't um but no i really i really love what they're doing with talos and nick in their togetherness like having this not apology apology moment between them of like both of them are too proud to ever say sorry to the other person because toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. um, but Well, that and it, it like there are scenes, and I've noticed this throughout the show, and I wonder if there is another twist coming with Fury specifically. Like we've gotten these interactions between Fury and Talos where sometimes it's like, you know, very um, mechanical, like very much, you know, direct or like directing a report like a, a, a like a subordinate like a, a, a working relationship and then there are other conversations they have that are like an old married couple and i wonder if we've actually been dealing with multiple furies in this show and that's how he's acting in the way that he is and moving around as quickly as he is is that it's not there's more than one fury operating on this mission and i'm curious to see if he's got because he's had these scroll spies forever so like why not like, and he was up on sword for you know. But can't years. scrolls tell when you are? Actually, I guess Talos has what? proven that he can't always tell. So I could see it. Yeah, well, and look at uh, I, there's that scene too when they're leaving the museum when Gaia slips the burner to to Talos, and like Gaia's looking suspicious as she walks away, and 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 Gravik is following her when she's disguised as that old man, but like. It's not that he could tell that she was a scroll. It was just that this dude handed something off that he clearly saw and was suspicious. I mean, I totally took that as like she's just rushing to get back. We're just following her from that perspective. But well, was that it? Was, she was rushing to get back before he got back, but he was following because he saw that, or maybe didn't see the handoff, but did see. He the did see a suspicious random. Oh my god! People are firing off fireworks outside my window. Happy Fourth of July, y'all! Three it's days late. Yeah. All right. It's past midnight for you. Um, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I forgot. West Coast. Worst Coast. Am I right? West Coast. Still the better. Ooh. East Coast, um, Beast Coast, baby. Let us know in the comments. Are you like team the, East Coast or team Worst Coast? More like East Coast, Least Coast. But um, No, yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, I'm really interested to see where it follows up again. Don't love Guy's story at the moment. Um, bringing it to the kind of the last major part of all of this, it's... Um, Nick Fury and his wife, Priscilla slash Vara. Uh, I was fucking right. Wanted on the record that I was right. Uh, well, we were both right. Not only was he I right that he knew. And she was a spy. Like, not, not only was I right that she knew. I was right as to exactly which scroll it was, Mitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, she is a spy. I think this is really interesting. This both like this one moment of like complete honesty between these two people. Of like, they have no, they have no like illusions as to who each other are. Yeah, that so they know who they are, what they're doing, that they are on opposite sides of this. Uh, and I think it's just it's really really cool. I love that they named up name dropped um, Drakov in the flashback. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and Almost like the name drop we got of Alexander Pierce last week. 
Yeah. Which presumably that's the intel that leads him into meeting uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah. But I love... I love this relationship they've got going here, whether it's in the house in their conversations, whether it's uh, Priscilla on her own going and getting the gun and talking to very presumably um, Rhodey. Like, I'm, I'm curious as to how this one plays out. It's definitely an interesting angle to be taking to this and a very good spot to leave us at halfway through the through the series. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I say this every time. Like I'm disappointed we're halfway through, but at the end of the day, the story they're telling me has me coming back week to week and I cannot wait to see how it concludes and what effect this has on the Marvels, what effect this has on these scrolls in the MCU moving forward, what effect it has on Nick Fury. I just I need to know where we're going. And I say that every time and I got to come up with something new and original to say, because I can't keep saying the same thing every time, even though it keep making me think the same damn thing every goddamn time. <laughs> I also just want to shout out Bob. Oh, poor, Bob. <laughs> poor Bob. Shout he out to Bob. cared about his presumably. I don't know if the kid was also a scroll. And they had I had assumed or... that was the actual dude's human son. But because of the way that scrolls interpret the personality of the folks that they're impersonating, I guess he cared about the kid. Because, like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't his actual son, why did he care? I don't know, man. Maybe he's still trying to keep his cover? Maybe. I don't know. It just. It... Look, I. It's a, it ultimately was one of those things that just doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, why not? But yeah, I'm, it I'm it's just a bit of a plot hole. Like I just, I, I would like to have known, but if we don't, find I, out, I don't think it's as far as the plot hole. I think it's just something dumb and little on the side that doesn't really yeah, matter. Just a, of, just a bit of a goof of like it, it doesn't like there were there was a couple of those moments, right? Like when Guy is trying to escape from the complex, and I like I I, <laughs> Here's I, I want to talk about some of the things I didn't like. Like she, she's a scroll. She's a master of disguise and doesn't disguise or do anything remotely intriguing at all it's just like i had a hidden bike and now i'm gonna use it and be all hidden and bike like when like you could be a scroll and be like a master of disguise and do disguisey things and fun interesting things like what talos did of infiltrating bob's house right like we didn't get that same level of cleverness from gaia which i would have expected because they're you know they're family right but mm-hmm. just a little did, you, um, did you catch him calling him nick over no, the... no, not on my, not on my first watch. Yeah, same. I was like, wait a minute, go back. Oh yeah, sure, it's it. There he is. No, I think I, I'm fine with the guy thing personally. Um, for me, it's there's bigger issues there than her pulling off a motorcycle. And they've already established there that like Gravik knows Gaia. Gravik can typically tell if it's Gaia, especially if Gaia's gonna try to disguise herself as another scroll. Like I guess, but it like it would have been more interesting of like she disguises herself as Gravik to leave the compound, and as she leaves, like she is shot, and then we're like, oh I my god, like Gravik, and it's that, not Gravik, and it's actually her. Like I feel like if they did that, they would have had to do it in a more public space, maybe? and made it some more of like a chase than it was a reveal. Oh, he was waiting for her. This was all a setup just for him to have to get take out their mole. Alas. We won't really know what's happening, though, until next week. Um, we won't know what's happening until probably well into the Marvels, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, we probably won't know what's happening at the end of this show. Um, let us know what you think about the show 
in our YouTube comments. If you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Go check out the YouTube. There is going to be a link in the podcast description. If you're watching this on YouTube, hey, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Let Thumbs us know up. what you think in the comments yeah. below. Uh, we will be back next week. That's right, folks. Next week with the next episode. What could it be? Well, we are all waiting to find out. We will see Also, we should have an episode on Indiana Jones around the same time. Yeah. We pro- probably figure out a recording time for that. Yeah. Also, I really want to go see it again. So, Do you need to, though? Yeah, I love it. And movie. that's where I'll leave you on my thoughts on the movie until you come back yeah. to listen to the next come, full episode of the show. Come to that episode. We will see y'all next time. But until then, have a magical day. Excelsior!